Hello, I'm Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business, and welcome to another episode of Club and Resort Talks. Today's episode is brought to us by Two Hemispheres. Uh, Two Hemispheres' sweet spot lies in Pro Shop, Fitting Studio, Amenity Design, and Fabrication. Elevating the member experience uh, to Pro Shops and adding uh, value to and drive memberships is what their um, mission's all about. Check out twohemi.com. That's the number two, H-E-M-I.com. Um, hey, before I get too far, let me introduce Phil Karen, our senior editor. How's it going, Phil? Doing well, Rob. Uh, start of spring is upon us, so I'm looking forward to getting out there and uh, swinging the golf clubs again. Yeah, no, you know, I'll tell you what, I agree. Um, and normally I'll throw it to you right away and say, hey, what do you see in the news? But I wanted to bring up the Tiger Woods-Mike Trout combination. Uh, TGR Design is going to be designing a golf course, Trout National, the Reserve in Vineland, New Jersey. What do you want to hear about that? Well, that that that's a very exciting partnership because you got two huge names in in the world of sports. So I think that's an exciting thing. Obviously, it, it gains the no, notoriety just from that alone, if you will. Um, and I hope it's a successful venture for them. I really do. Yeah, I think their plan right now, and this is obviously very, very early, but uh, open up in 2025. Okay. And, uh, you know, in addition to the golf course, driving range, clubhouse, all that kind of stuff, I understand there's going to be lodging and a wedding chapel there on property. So um, that was kind of unique, but uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes. And I'm sure it's going to be in the news a lot over the next year or two. Yes, ab- absolutely. Excellent. Should be exciting. Um, I've, Tiger's been involved in a lot of interesting ventures. Uh, with, with what he does and everything. And I think it's, um, it's, it's another exciting one. It's, it's exciting to see that that'll another great opportunity uh, for people to enjoy golf and, and lodging. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. So, Hey, I know you've been very active. Uh, we just got through with our top ranked fitness and wellness. Uh, what did you learn through that whole process? Yes, we did indeed just finish the uh, top ranked fitness and wellness center uh, rankings uh, in that issue. Uh, heading out here now. Uh, it was interesting to learn a lot of uh, different, this was my first time working with some of the top ranked items in our, with our publication. It was interesting to see, um, really amazing to see with the fitness and wellness centers we have at our clubs, the amount of offerings there are. In addition to weight and cardio equipment, you know, Pilates, Peloton Studios, clubs offer healthy food and drinks, physical therapy, um, personal training sessions, all kinds of things are offered uh, for for members of clubs. It it was really fascinating to learn so much about what they're doing. A couple of themes I noticed in it was recognizing that exercise, fitness, and wellness are not only physically beneficial to people, but also mentally, emotionally, psychologically beneficial as well. There was a lot of talk about that among the, the club leaders, a lot of talking about you know, enhancing quality of life, improving you know, overall well-being, that type of thing. And the other theme I noticed too in it was being inclusive about offering something for everyone. So whether you're somebody who, you know, you've exercised your whole life and you're looking for a new challenge, these clubs offer that. And at the opposite end of the, end of the spectrum, if you've never exercised on a regular basis or not at all, these clubs offer something there as well. And I think that, I, I think what I think if you're a club GM and you don't have a wet fitness and wellness center at your facility, 
but you think it's financially feasible, um, I hope our issue kind of gives people ideas about what they can do with the facility. Um, and I think one way that they would be motivated by it is by this idea that really exercise, fitness, and wellness are beneficial people on, on every level, physical, emotional, uh, mentally, psychologically. So I think that that was the biggest takeaway from doing this uh, top rank listings. Yeah, you know, I used to lift weights, but they're so heavy. <laughs> uh, Phil, I noticed that in your in your column, you had mm -hmm. uh, mentioned the mental benefits of running that you experience. Uh, mm -hmm. And I imagine that's a lot of what the um, clubs are dealing with their members right now, the, the mental and physiological benefits, not just the physical benefits of uh, working out on a regular basis. Yes, and you're right. I did um, mention that in my column uh, this time to kind of tie in with some of those themes I just talked about uh, with the clubs. Uh, and that's true. Uh, I, I have found over time, you know, initially running was purely about just, you know, physical fitness and wellness and everything like that. And what goes with that, or I, I guess more specifically about the physical fitness benefits of it. But over time, I did find that it, yes, improved my mood for sure reduce stress. I was actually remembering too, as we got ready for this, that in college, I used to like to go for a run as a study break, if you will. It was a nice thing after sitting there with the books, taking notes, memorizing things, whatever, learning difficult concepts. It was nice to give yourself a, a mental break and head outside and uh, go for a run. Definitely improve mood, uh, reduce stress. And the other thing I found too, when I came back from it, I was much more motivated, energized to... <laughs> crack the books again and keep studying. So I did find over time, it was definitely beneficial in that way. I do find there are a few, there are a few guarantees in life, but for me, a guarantee is after going for a run, I do feel better up here always. Now, physically, you know, I might have some aches and pains, right? But mentally, um, always feel better, always feel sharper and more ready to take on the next challenge in our life. So yeah, yeah I found it was uh, beneficial in that way. And I do think clubs, again, if they're thinking about having a fitness and wellness center, that's an added benefit to it. Um, not only improving longevity for club members, but improving their quality of life too. Yeah. Well, you know, the healthier members are, the longer they're going to be there, the longer they'll be paying their dues, uh, the more they're going to get on the golf course or the tennis courts and uh, really get value out of their membership, which you know, helps in, in retaining members, not just uh, attracting members. So it's good on all parts. Um, I love it. I love to see all these new clubs or all these clubs introducing expanded fitness facilities. Uh, that's been one of our big, um, big things over the last few years. That and the uh, pools, which we're going to be dealing with here in another uh, month or two, right? Top ranked pools will be coming out and, uh, you know, they're going to a lot more resort style pools. Uh, another amenity for the members, um, fitness, pools, culinary, everything. So these are these clubs are one-stop shops now. And um, I'm glad to see that they're putting money into such an investment in their members. Oh, I am too. I think it's it's definitely um I think it's definitely well money well spent on their part for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of money well spent, uh concert golf partners, our friends down in uh, Florida. Uh, looks like they're going to be getting another golf course pretty soon as the Wisconsin club, a private city club in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It looks to sell. I think they're in talks right now to sell their golf course and country club to concert golf partners. They're going to keep their downtown site, 
but um, with I think there's a bunch of dining options there and, you know, all other social stuff, but uh, they're going to get out of the golf business. Um, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, the golf business is huge right now, but uh, a club like, uh, like the Wisconsin club and other city clubs still have their members to take care of locally uh, in contra golf, man, I'll tell you what, they're, they're growing. Uh, mm -hmm. They keep getting bigger and bigger and they know what they're doing as far as, um, owning and, and running golf courses. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes of that. We should learn more in the next month or two, but uh, I noticed that was in the news as well as um, the, I think it's called in town golf club. And mm -hmm. you think, well, Hey, in town golf club, I got to join that. Well, it's, it's, it's actually in town. It's a, uh, it's a, a bunch of simulators. Uh, it's a private mm -hmm. club, uh, but you can belong to it. Uh, dining options and uh, events and everything. They're opening up in the Philly area right now. And I think the very first one was in Atlanta's Buckhead uh, neighborhood, which is, uh, you know, huge up and come. I guess it's, it's no longer up and coming. It's, it's up, it's come. It's, uh, it's, it's here, huge. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's expanding now. Um, I know you'd, you'd gone to um, down in Akron. You went to yep. uh, an outdoor uh, facility that's, you know, off the golf, it's golf, but it's, right. um, we're talking about how it's getting huge, right? Top golf's massive, big shots golf, big shots golf, right? Um, big deal. People are are really bringing golf, and I think this in town golf club is just another advent of what we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely, and, and yes, you're right. I did uh, get to visit Big Shots Golf down in uh, Akron, nearby me here, uh, in December, and um, yes, it's, it's exciting to see that where we're seeing more opportunities for people to enter the game i guess I, I would argue it's probably an easier way to enter the game playing the game of golf than the traditional aspects that we grew up with and i think that's good to see it's great to see the game become more accessible to more people um and who knows when when, when you extend that then to, to clubs and resorts you will probably find more people becoming interested in the, the members i who are already there i should say becoming uh, interested in taking up the game or even having their family members doing the same yeah oh it's so much easier i mean even a, a little par three golf course still requires mm -hmm. getting the ball up off the off the ground into the air and into a small hole uh you go someplace like big shots top golf or in town golf club and you can you can scrub the ball around all day long or all you know for an hour or two while you're sitting there having a couple cocktails uh you know burger whatever whatever you got in front of you some french fries uh, it's just, just a fun experience. You know, you can be as competitive or as, uh, as lackadaisical as you want, just have fun. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what golf's all about. You get on the big boy course and, you know, it ramps it up several notches. So, uh, right. you know, kudos to in town golf, big shots, top golf and, uh, and similar. It's, it's been fantastic for the industry. It really has been. I think it, I think it's an exciting thing. Cause the other thing I was thinking about too, when you were saying about, you know, big boy golf, what going out on a real golf course, there is a lot of, as you and I both know, there's sort of a lot of um, rules and etiquette about the game of golf that are sort of handed down through the generations, right? That we, you sort of learn as you're going along. And for people who are new to the game, who may not be familiar with that. Um, it's a, again, it's a difficult entry point, if you will. There's sort of a lot of there's well there's both written rules and unwritten rules right about playing on a golf course that you sort of pick up over time and it, you and i grew up with it so we kind of understand that but for people who are new to the game uh that can be challenging so again i i fully agree with you i give a lot of 
uh, praise to these these groups, these companies that have found a way to make golf more accessible, to make not actually playing on a golf course, but just swinging a golf club at a facility like this, a good time, just like going out to, to go bowling or miniature golfing. It's it's in that same vein. It's great. Yeah, terrific. Hey, um, before we get to our guest, I wanted to point out that um, May is Military Appreciation Month. Thank you for all you do, service members across the country, uh, current, past, and future. Uh, Encore's foundation is conducting programs in 15 markets across the country to um, to honor and to um, to assist our military veterans disabled. Uh, there's a couple stories on our on our website right now. Uh, if you Google or if you search Encore's foundation, um, really inspiring stuff. Uh, former military guys coming back here, uh, either wounded. Uh, one guy, he's playing golf with uh, only one original limb, uh, mm -hmm. two legs. He lost two legs and an arm in, uh, overseas, and he's back playing golf, and it's really helped him mentally. Uh, another guy who really struggled with um, substance abuse when he got back from the service uh, and how he's taking his military past. And I think he's working for Callaway now. Uh, he's really, you know, neck deep in the industry and it's helped him in, in so many ways. And that's a lot uh, thanks to Encore's foundation and all they do. So learn more about that. And uh, in uh, this month, May, uh, you know, take a moment to, uh, to thank a veteran. And uh, if nothing else, just, just think about the sacrifices they've given uh, to protect us. I know I've never been in the, in the service. Um, I've benefited from a lot of what they do. They go over to, you know, overseas and take care of business that, um, that I, I guess I wasn't willing to, to make that sacrifice. And these people have, and, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Phil, uh, before we cut, I want you to tell us, give us a little introduction about what we're going to be showing, who you talk, talk to and, uh, what they can expect in the next, uh, segment. Absolutely. Um, yes. And of course, a moment ago, we were just talking about uh, the sort of off course golf venues that we have out there in, in, in terms of big shots, golf, uh, uh, top golf, uh, the other, and of course, simulators have become very popular as well. And of course, as we know, National Golf Foundation had their state of the industry report in late January talking about, and for the first time, as I understand it, the first time in the eight years that they have tracked this statistic, the number of off-course participants in golf uh, last year was higher than the amount of on-course participants, first time ever it surpassed. Um, although both number, the numbers in both those categories are rising anyways, but the, the number actually did off-course surpass the number of on-course participants. Um, so I spoke with a gentleman named Mason Jones. Mason is uh, vice president of marketing for True Golf. And True Golf is a golf technology company that specializes indoor in indoor golf, if you will, particularly with simulators. Um, so we talked, he and I recently spoke about rising off course participation in golf, why that's happening, uh, why it's beneficial to golf. Um, and of course, also, of course, what opportunities that presents for uh, country clubs and resorts. So he talked about what his company does in terms of working with clubs and resorts, how he his firm can help them with that and how really there's such a variety of options there in terms of simulators and this technology. It can be used as clubs can have it as a, 
a teaching tool. Your head pro can use that as a teaching tool, especially here in the north, sort of off season of golf. Um, a good time to still work with students on their game, um, different aspects of it. But it can also be an entertainment tool. He even talked a little bit about how you can set up simulators for different types of sports. So a club can use it as something, again, in the winter months, it can be something that's used as entertainment, even for an event, possibly. So if you're a club looking to set up simulator in a permanent way, in a temporary way, uh, this will be a great conversation to listen to today. Terrific. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to it. The National Golf Foundation's State of the Industry Report was released in late January. A lot of interesting data in there. Uh, 41 million people participated in the game of golf last year, either in an on-course or off-course setting. Uh, first time that total participation levels exceeded 40 million. There's another first in the report. Uh, NGF started tracking off-course participation in golf eight years ago. And for the first time in that eight-year span, the total number of people engaged in off-course participation was higher than the amount of golfers who played on course. Uh, very interesting to off-course participation rates actually increased by 13% in 2022. Uh, very interesting. Of course, as we know, there are golf entertainment sites, there are standalone driving ranges, businesses with simulators, all those types of things would be included with off-course participation. I want to talk more about how and why this happens and, of course, what it means for country clubs and resorts. Joining me today in this conversation is Mason Jones. He's vice president of marketing at True Golf Inc. Uh, Mason has previously worked as a PR specialist for PBS Utah. After successful tenures in television, live music, and digital gaming, Mason decided to pursue his lifelong dream of being a professional golf nerd with the rapidly growing golf technology industry. Mason holds a bachelor's of science degree in communications from the University of Utah. Mason, welcome to the show. Bill, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. First of all, um, as I mentioned in the introduction, you work with True Golf. Tell us about True Golf and your role with the company. Yeah, so True Golf is a golf technology company. We specialize in indoor golf. We make high-speed camera launch monitors and 3D golf simulation software. So True Golf software product E6 Connect is available for multiple different launch monitors and is generally seen as the industry standard of golf simulation technology. And we were founded around 1999, and this has kind of just been our lane that we picked as we thought that indoor golf was going to be uh, the easiest way to scale the game and accommodate any rapid explosions of growth. So um, our core focus has been bringing the outdoor game of golf indoors. Excellent. And that's interesting because I, I live in the north myself. So we have that time of year. We're kind of at the tail end of it now where, um, you know, basically, you know, you got to head indoors to work on your, your game. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the past, before this type of these types of opportunities came around, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of, if you will, chances, ways to practice our game during the winter months. And so this really provides I, again, I'm thinking geographically, I would think this is very helpful to people who live in uh, the northern part of the United States. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, golf has always struggled that, you know, rounds and participation will fluctuate best based on weather conditions. You know, here in Utah, two years before this year, we were out golfing right now and the weather was actually pretty nice. And I just got a winter weather advisory on my phone. So 
I think we're going to be blocked from playing greengrass golf for a couple more months here. And so um, obviously I love golf. This is what I want to do with my life, but we've always had restrictions geographically on when and where you can play. Absolutely. And it's interesting, as I was mentioning in my introduction, we're talking about how off course participation in golf has, or the number of people involved in that has actually surpassed the number of people involved in on course participation. And it's just fascinating to me as somebody who's golfed for a long time, more than three decades, you know, I think about again, living in the North and, you know, especially as a kid growing up playing golf, the fun part of golf was getting out on a course and challenging yourself and seeing how you did on a course. And the idea of just going to the driving range was kind of dull and, and boring. And it's fascinating to me that this industry has been able to, if you will, kind of make golf fun uh, or I'm excuse me, off course participation in golf fun. I mean, we know golf playing on a course is always fun, but the, you know, the practicing of it was kind of like eating your vegetables, right? It was kind of like you had to do it, but it wasn't really the most fun thing in the world. Can you kind of talk to though, what do you think are the, the factors that have led to that sort of the number of off-course participants actually outnumbering the number of on-course participants in the game? What factors do you see playing a part in that? Absolutely. I mean, I guess the way we've always looked at it, um, from our perspective, everyone loves golf, whether or not they know it. And I think you're seeing that trend all of a sudden since 2018, 2019, people are really re-embracing the game of golf. And we have more people than ever looking to play. And we've had a trend that we have fewer facilities for them to play at. So it's always been true golf's perspective that indoor golf makes golf more available. So now you can play whenever it means you can go when there's no sun out, you can go when it's raining out, you can go when it's snowing. Second golf is now more approachable. Like you said before, it used to be you practice to play, but there is kind of a, an entrance point that's a little bit intimidating for people if they've never learned to play. So you don't want to go out there and start nine, 18 holes because that's just going to be a long, frustrating day. So these more available experiences also make it more approachable because you can kind of learn in bite-sized chunks. And we found that people are learning and improving at the game of golf so much faster by utilizing launch monitor technology. Third, it's a lot more affordable than it's ever been. So for someone who's not in the game of golf, someone who does not have the club, someone who doesn't have the experience around it. Basically what we've done is provide experiences where people can go and get that first taste of golf and without having to make the significant investment with buying cleats and shoes, buying the apparel that you need to go to the club, buying all the clubs. A lot of the facilities that are using indoor golf technology have rental clubs and there's no dress code. So beyond being just more affordable because you don't have to invest to get started, you know, it's available, it's approachable, and it's affordable. Okay, yeah, it really kind of hits all those points. And I, I've always thought about that in terms of the game of golf. The biggest issues to me are always about time and money. Like you said, it, you play nine, even nine holes is going to take quite a while and quite an investment of time and money. Obviously, that's always been quite a barrier for a lot of people that might want to participate in the game. Uh, from the perspective, though, we... A club and resort business, of course, cover country clubs and resorts. Mm-hmm. I know more of them are bringing simulators uh, to their facilities. For for a club general manager who might be listening, who's who doesn't have a simulator now at their facility, but might be interested in that, uh, w- what process would you see them go? Would you recommend they go through to determine, I guess, if they want to have a simulator, and if they do, what type of uh, 
simulator would work best for their needs, if you will? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think first and foremost, you have to decide um, what kind of experience you're looking for. And we work with a lot of clubs and resorts who want to become high-end training facilities. So it's a little bit less over form and more about function. They want video analysis, they want accurate launch monitors, and they want their membership to improve at the game of golf. And so everything has been stripped down to the bare essentials to say, how do we use this to sell equipment and teach people the game of golf? Whereas we've worked with some other folks who want to have more of a nice amenity. So this is something with a better projector where they can screen movies and, and they can bring people in after hours to play rounds of golf is more of a fun experience and less of a hardcore training experience. And third is now this technology that tracks projectiles that's made golf indoors possible, you can also do different sports. So there is a way to parlay these golf simulators into multi-entertainment facilities. So you can play things like soccer, bocce ball, frisbee golf, all in a virtual setting. So if dad wants to come to the club and wants to play nine, 18 holes, there's going to be an experience for his kids that's not just going to the pool, that's not hitting on the driving range. And all of that comes with the benefit of an indoor golf simulator where you're going to be able to sell equipment, run special events, you know, kind of do charity bingo night things around it. Okay, very interesting. So, and again, back to the issue of, again, we're talking about clubs in uh, colder climates, if you will, and they have to kind of take the time off from having the golf course open and operating. Um, I would think that that would be very appealing to clubs to offer. Well, and as you were saying, and that's very interesting to hear that not only is it something where it's a golf simulator, it can actually be used as a simulator for other sports. So not only I was envisioning it more like a, it's sort of the, it could be a tool that a head pro at a golf course off season can use with his students, of course, but not only I had that envisioned before we started our conversation, but that was very interesting to hear that not only that, it can actually be used as sort of um, indoor entertainment site, if you will, for people during, uh, again, the off months of playing golf. Is that right? Absolutely. So one of our biggest success stories is the Jeremy Ranch Country Club, and they purchased a golf simulator because they're located in Park City. And, you know, they don't get started on green grass golf until much after even everyone else in Utah gets started just because of how high of an elevation that club is at. And so they actually had us digitize their course, recreate a 3D version of the Jeremy Ranch, and their membership still runs league night and, and their men's league and women's league will come in and play on the golf simulator during the winter and even after, you know, it starts getting dark early and people, they can't fit as many rounds in on the green grass golf. So the flexibility of this systems technology has gotten so good and we can do so many more things than we could even five, six, seven years ago that all of a sudden it's expanding and opening new possibilities. In addition to that, the teaching program there can go give on course lessons now on this 3D visualized course without actually having to go out. So he's getting through playing lessons faster and he's actually able to say, hey, let's hit another one from here. Let's imagine if your drive had ended up over here and what the approach shot would look like over here. So the ability to teach strategy and management, which I think is the real core of the, of the golf lesson experience, is made so much easier because of this technology, too. So it's not just entertainment. It's also hardcore teaching and experiences and really in-depth statistical analysis. So just depending on what kind of club you are, what kind of teaching pro you are, there's an option for everybody. 
that's really interesting to hear. So really it is kind of, it can be fun, but it's, it's also instructional. Um, and, and like you said, there, there's so many, there's so much data, of course, right, associated with it when instructors working with a student on their game, understanding how they're hitting the ball, where they're hitting the ball. Like you said, strategy for an approach shot, uh, for a chip, whatever. That was fascinating. I didn't realize that either. So you can, if you're working with a club, you can actually um, digitize their course and then have that operating functioning as one of the, the choices on the simulator, if you will. Is that right? Yep, we've done that for a number That's, of clubs around here wow. in Utah that have that really short green grass season. Okay, very good. So that's, I mean, um, for a course that, or for a club that has, can you also describe a little bit what your then process is of working if a club reaches out to you, wants to set up some type of simulator, how, how does that process work? Where, where, can you kind of maybe briefly summarize what your process is? Absolutely. So our launch monitor technology Apogee is really quite simple to install. It just needs power and a CAT6 cable to a computer. So we have a lot of flexible options for consumers that are looking to put it in a garage bay or somewhere. And then we also have a team of on-site designers that work with architects and general contractors for people that want a really nice and permanently installed system, right? So whether you're looking for a totally customized general construction project where we fit this into your club and it's really high end and beautiful with every kind of finish and wood trim that you want, or we can throw up really, you know, just the launch monitor technology by itself and connect it to your PC and you can hit into a net. We also have a number of portable systems. And so for clubs around here, maybe there's a ballroom that's not being used. They can throw up three to four of these systems that basically set up like a tent. It's a push button assembly, aluminum frame, and then the technology is, is easily mounted. And they can set up four of these and run leagues. And then come the green grass season, they can take them down, put them in storage, and then uh, you know use that space for something else. So we have permanently installed systems that are as luxurious as you could imagine. We have easy to assemble portable frame and units that go up and come down within an hour. And then we also just have the launch monitor technology that you can mount in your existing hitting bay where you're currently teaching or letting people warm up. So our team has done this several hundreds of times with people all over the country. And so, you know, they're standing by to work with your architect or GC to find the solution that's perfect for your club. Excellent. Okay. Well, very good. I appreciate the time, Mason. Uh, if, if people want to learn more about True Golf, uh, how do they do that? Where do they go? Yeah, so they can contact us at truegolf.com. That's T-R-U-G-O-L-F, no E, truegolf.com. Right, excellent. Very good, truegolf.com. All right, Mason, I appreciate the time. I'll, I, I, by the way, I like the title uh, professional golf nerd. I, I try to aspire to be that too. <laughs> this yeah, technology is fascinating uh... though, it really is, yeah. Hey, we're excited. And there's never been a better time to be in golf. And the technology around indoor golf is getting so good. And we're so excited to see where this goes. And Phil, thank you for having me today.